You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. Good morning, SAFM and the listeners. How are you today? Uh, what I think about Zimbabwe is SADC and the African Union must just de-associate themselves with Zimbabwe and leave it in the open there because Mnangagwa thinks he is very much clever. And Chigumba was used by Mnangagwa because there are some results that are for CC that were not considered in that presidential election counts. So we don't know where she is getting those results that she announced yesterday. So Zimbabwe, I think it's, it belongs to ZANPF and ZEC and SADAC, African Union, European Union must just leave it like that and isolate Zimbabwe. Thank you. Good morning. Pardon my ignorance. How can it be that the elections of Zimbabwe that fell short of the prescripts of the very constitution of Zimbabwe be declared free and fair when they even had to extend their voting time because there were no ballot papers in certain areas. What am I missing here, Debo? Thanks, bye. And uh, those are some of the questions we are hoping we answer this morning as we look at this particular issue around Zimbabwe and uh, the election and what does it mean then for this country going forward because you you think about what's going on and I mean the, the, the commission last night confirming that Emerson Mnangagwa has won a second term as president. Now he is said to have received more than 52% of the vote while Chamisa, the head of the Opposition Citizens Coalition for Change, has received only 44%. Let's now listen back to that particular announcement last night. Total voter population was 6,623,511. The voter turnout was 68.9%. Now, therefore, I, Priscilla Makanyara Chigumba, the chairperson of the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission, in terms of Section 110, subsection 3, do hereby declare that Munangagwa Emerson Dambuzo of ZANU-PF party has received 2,350,711 votes out of 4,468,730 valid votes cast, which are more than half the number of valid votes cast in the presidential election. Therefore, Nangagwa Emerson Dambuzo of ZANU-PF party is declared duly elected president of the Republic of Zimbabwe with effect 26 August 2023. And these, of course, uh, um, this is the announcement as uh, we heard it uh, last night coming from the Electoral Commission. 
in Zimbabwe. And some of your comments this morning, um, hi, Weekend View team, how appropriate to hear Letambulu's not yet Uhuru just before the 6 a.m. news. Uhuru will only be achieved in Zimbabwe when uh, that country is free of the yoke of ZANU-PF misrule and corruption. That's anonymous there. And uh, Sipo saying Bongiwe, do we know how old the men and women who died during Shell House Buipatong, Kwashobashobane, Eastland, and many massacres leading to 1994 elections? And and, and Sipo, this is something that um, I think you're giving us as homework. We're going to go back then and, uh, in fact, do some, some digging to see how old were they, um, just to give you more on these particular story. Of course, these are critical moments that shaped the road leading to 1994 and may they not be forgotten as we think about some of the massacres. I mean, you think about the you know the Bisho massacre, there's so much um, that we learn from our cause of history, but also uh, Pramoro saying that I pity and blame Zimbabweans in South Africa who failed to return home to vote. They shouldn't blame Mzansi or the ANC when ZANU-PF collapses the shrinking economy. The victory of President Mnangagwa is another year's of suffering. Good morning, Mzansi, Nkosisigileli, Africa, from Pramuro. Thank you so much for those comments. Keep them coming. Uh, so we are looking at this particular result. And what are your thoughts on this one? And let's get the latest now as we speak to Efet Musekiwa, who is a journalist in Zimbabwe. Our our journalists, and we are hoping to have a conversation with um, Effort because the, yesterday there was also that disruption of that press conference by the Citizens Coalition for Change. It drew quite a lot of criticism about what exactly may be going on on the ground in that particular country. So there's just so much to look at when it comes to the issues that are unfolding in Zimbabwe. But let's get some of your answers, some of the you know answers to your questions this morning. As some of you were asking, how does an election like this one be declared free and fair, particularly in the lead up to you know what has happened and all of that? So let's speak now to Teritzelane, who's executive chairperson of the Institute of Election Management Services in Africa. Thank you so much for your time this morning. A big question by the listeners, and and I suppose myself this morning is that the, the, so, we heard from the observer missions who were complaining and, and talking about how certain things were not done quite right in the lead up to the election. Yet last night we see the election being declared and we are now asking how in the context of all of what has happened, then this particular result is being declared free and fair and we are seeing a winner. Uh, good morning to you and to your listeners, and thank you very much for having me. Uh, of course, uh, as you have uh, correctly pointed out, um, once the election observers have uh, expressed an opinion, and that opinion is basically a qualified opinion about the outcome of the results of an election, it's an opinion that cannot be ignored. And then hopefully, uh, it is not something that is going to be ending here uh, that uh, there will be people, and I'm sure there will be people who will be taking the issue forward to say, how is it possible that uh, these elections can, the outcome of the results of the elections can be declared when the irregularities um, were so many to the extent that uh, the election observers were not able to express an opinion. Uh, it is like having a, 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 an auditor as, uh, looking at the books of a company and then after having perused through the book saying 
uh, I'm unable to express an opinion in relation to uh, the audit that I have just done. Uh, so that's the problem that we currently have in Zimbabwe. And one of the things that, you know, one would then ask in light of what you're saying is how should the, you know, the, the, the electoral body then have handled this particular matter? Well, um, the Electoral Commission finds itself in a very difficult position. And then I must also emphasize this, that uh, there is no way in law where there is a requirement for an election body itself uh, to declare the elections free and fair. They just have to declare the outcome of the results of the election. Mm. But because they are a body that is given the responsibility of having to manage the elections, if, in their opinion, having gone through the process, the process uh, were not such that uh, there could have been a proper and smooth election, then uh, they have many instruments in law that they can invoke, one of which is to uh, postpone voting in certain areas, uh, especially those areas that were affected, or to request uh, government to have the elections at another period uh, in either totality or in certain areas. So it just depends. I think, you know, I would assume that uh, even though electoral commissions are supposed to be operating independently without any fear and favor, uh, in the case of Zimbabwe, there may be pressures, political pressures, uh, for them to uh, declare the results of the elections and to make sure that, uh, you know, whoever has been uh, uh, seen as a winner to be declared the winner. So what does that then do to the credibility of the Electoral Commission? Because some are saying that they, they should have waited, but as you say, there might be pressure here to, to declare because... They, you know, one should be seen as free and, and operating free of any kind of, you know, sort of influence. But, uh, you know, looking at what some have said, even post this particular announcement, is that they seem to be doubting their credibility now as they've done over the course of the years. And I wonder what does it mean then if the electoral body itself is coming under question? I think uh, the Electoral Commission of Zimbabwe, or ZEG as they call it, um, you know, will not come out of this uh, uh, with clean hands. Um, already, I mean, for the, elect for the election observers, uh, to issue the kinds of the statements that they've issued is unprecedented. And it clearly indicates that the Electoral Commission uh, did not run the elections uh, consistent with all the rules um, that they are supposed to follow both in terms of the constitution as well as in terms of uh, generally accepted uh, principle in election management. You know, so they have failed the people of Zimbabwe and all their colleagues all over the world who uh, are managing with them the electoral processes. And I think there is no way that an election management body can fail uh, to deliver the logistics of the election, because that's the only thing that they're supposed to do, is to make sure that there are ballot papers uh, in the right amount, at the right places, at the right time. Now, when you go to a voting station and you find that there are no ballot papers or there are other materials that are critical for the purpose of management of the elections, and then those materials are not there, uh, then it means you are really disadvantaging uh, 
uh, certain communities because it means either I must remain there the whole day or alternatively decide uh, to leave the voting station uh, because I can't just be, you know, at the voting station when there could, there could be other things that I could be doing, uh, you know, in, 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 in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think they've really failed uh, the people of Zimbabwe and they have failed uh, their colleagues in, uh, who are with them in election management. I'm going to ask you just to hold for a second because when we come back, I want us to speak to Dr. Tenashe Setole, who is a visiting research fellow at the University of Johannesburg's Department of Politics and International Relations. But let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue with this issue. Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. Hi, Bangwe. We live here in Kuma. Bangwe, it's unfortunately that Chamisa have lost the, 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 the elections, actually. So that's how the, the, the cookies crumble, unfortunately. So they go, these people go for Zanu because they would say, better go for the devil that you know than the devil that you, you don't know at all. The same applies to us here in South Africa. ANC is going to be voted just like it used to be voted and getting more than, than other political, I mean, opposition parties, unfortunately. So that's, that's how things go. People stick to their parties. They are scared to change from one party to, to the other. So with the Zimbabweans, these two guys who would howl like wolves, the two Zimbabweans, Freddy and Uncle JJ, let them comment about the, the, the developments out in, in Zimbabwe regarding the elections. Thank you. It is a happy occasion for the ZANU-PF, and Zimbabweans have shown confidence in his presidency. However, many people in the country are sure to view the result with suspicion, and the majority are now preparing to join the others who have left the country. Peter Ampatelamashid, good morning. Good morning, Peter, and good morning to you, Willie. Thank you so much uh, for joining us and even those views on our conversation. Let's go to Dr. Tenashe Setole, who's a visiting research fellow at the University of Johannesburg. And we were hoping to speak to our own um, effort, Musekiwa, but lines to Zimbabwe are not going through. We're not sure what's going on there. Um, we'll keep trying during the course of the day, of course, as we try to get a sense for you as to what's going on there um, when it comes to the outcome of the election. Dr. Stoller, thank you so much for your time. Um, listening to the list, you know, the listeners and also looking at what has been said post this election uh, result as declared by Zach. Uh, some are saying that um, you know, this might just be a hollow victory for, for, for ZANU-PF given the unprecedented um, you know, statements that we heard from some of the observer missions. I wonder what are your thoughts this morning? Um, Good morning uh, to the listeners. So I would uh, I would think, of course, um, there is a controversy surrounding the credibility issues uh, that were raised, and of course, the election it raises important questions uh, about the electoral process. And uh, uh, I, I can say that uh, I'm not entirely shocked um, as the situation um, in, has been observed in Zimbabwe before. Um, but I think it does highlight the, the need for comprehensive reforms um, uh, in terms of the Electoral Commission, in terms of uh, uh, how to ensure transparent and, um, and fair elections uh, in the future.
How real, though, is the threat of, of possible violence like we saw in the past? You think about five years ago, for example. Uh, so I didn't get the question. How real is a threat of, of violence, of acts of violence post this particular announcement like we've seen some in, in the past? Uh, so, of course, when it comes to violence, um, in, this, in, this, in this instance, uh, uh, the credibility, credibility issues, they, um, they affect the acceptability of election. So, uh, I would say, of course, uh, you would expect uh, the, security, the security sector to be in higher alert uh, because, as you have seen before, historically, um, because of the credibility issues, uh, it, 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 of course, uh, induces anxiety in terms of um, the tense situation within the country. Uh, so it's, it's, it's highly predictable that um, there could be violence within the country because, um, as you have seen, uh, the, the issues of uh, credibility in terms of uh, ZEC. And, of course, in this, in this instance now, you have SADAC uh, more or less identifying uh, some of the issues that uh, opposition have alluded to before. Four, uh, in terms of the, un, un, uh, the playing field being unlevel, uh, so it, 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 it's really it's really um, predictable in a way that uh, the election itself, the results, it, it is in question. Um, do do you see um, the 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 opposition taking this to court because they've got about seven days to do so? Yes, of course. So, um, as we have seen before, the build-up of the election, uh, this was a highly litigated election. And, of course, one of the options for uh, the opposition is, of course, to take it to court uh, as, uh, as uh, provided by Section 93 of the Constitution um, in terms of challenging the validity within uh, seven days. Uh, but, of course, uh, with that then comes the issue of uh, the test of the judiciary's independence. Um, as you note, that uh, in the bit of the election, there were concerns in terms of uh, vote buying uh, when the judiciary uh, were given uh, housing loans. And um, uh, it, it's going to be very interesting um, um, for the opposition because, I mean, at the end of the day, um, we have to ask the question to what, to what extent has the judiciary changed uh, such that they could, of course, give a fair ruling, uh, one in favor of the, uh, of the opposition. As I'd say, since uh, 2000, there's been over 38 electoral petitions, but, of course, not a single one has been able to... Uh, um, to be completed um, uh, at the end of uh, the subsequent election. So it, 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 it obviously this is one of um, uh, the remedies that the opposition is definitely going to have to use. And uh, what will be important in that sense is the kind of evidence uh, that they have. Uh, as you note, that in 2018, uh, they, uh, there was the issue of what they call V11 forms. And in this election, it will be very important. But, of course, there are a lot of challenges, as you note, um, that um, in the build-up of the election, uh, there were about... Um, for one individuals that were arrested that were um, doing a parallel voter tabulation uh, that were disrupted by the police. So it's going to be a very, very uphill task as I see it uh, in terms of uh, providing those uh, V11 forms that uh, um, I, I would guess in yeah. this case the evidence that would prove that um, some of these uh, evidence, uh, some of these uh, 
Yeah. That's where doctors are in the sense. All right, let's, get a, let's take a short break. When we come back, then we look ahead as to what needs to change or is there even room for such a discussion? Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. Good morning, Bongiwe. Good morning to the team and the loyalists. I'm not surprised about the outcome of the Zimbabwean election. If probably Zimbabweans in the diaspora were allowed by the Zimbabwean government to also partake in the general election, perhaps we would have had a different view or results. Besides, the results were already out two weeks prior to the election. You understand? We all know what the incompetence and OPF can do for the country. It's Bramoro in Bloemfontein. Thank you very much, Bramoro. Uh, let's uh, round up our conversation then with Dr. Uh, Zelan as well as um, Dr. Sitola. Thank you so much uh, for to both of you for staying with us. I'll start with you, uh, Mrs. Zelan, because one of the things that you know one thinks about is a conversation around what does then a different kind of electoral process look like for this particular country. Um. I think the first thing that uh, needs to happen really is for them to begin to look into uh, electoral reform, um, largely because some of the things that we take so much for granted, like for instance, a voter's role being made available on time for political parties and for any person who's interested to see whether people who participate in the elections are actually eligible to participate in the elections or not, um, was not made available to uh, to the public and to the political parties. Um, and there were just, you know, so many difficulties around just having a very transparent process. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that uh, has got to change going forward because the more people are aware of the processes, the more easier for them uh, to begin to have confidence in the process that there is nothing untoward that has actually happened in the electoral process. But the second thing uh, is that the Electoral Commission has got to really begin to work on its capacity to manage the elections. The kind of the logistical irregularities and difficulties that they appear to have managed cannot be ignored, cannot, that the experience cannot be ignored. Uh, so they've got to work very hard in terms of making sure that all those areas uh, are, are dealt with, the issue of the voters' role, the logistics, the capacity of the electoral staff, and then also the political environment, obviously working with all other political parties there, in order to make sure that all those elements that make the credibility of the elections uh, to be intact uh, are attended to. You know, so those are the two main things that they've got to uh, deal with. In terms of the electoral system as a whole, I don't think there is nothing, there is anything wrong really with the, uh, the Zimbabwe electoral system. Uh, it is basically how that system is being managed that uh, we're having all these difficulties. For you, Dr. Sitoli? Uh, I, I certainly think that um, with, with this election, I think it has also shown that um, regional pressure to encourage the adherence to the principles uh, is a valid approach uh, that can, of course, deter the manipulation of the electoral uh, process. Mm -hmm. And I think with, uh, with, with, with what SADAC has done, 
and um, perhaps I'll say the African Observer Mission in this election, uh, I, would, I, would, I would want to see the final report uh, in terms of what is the verdict of the election. But certainly regional pressure to encourage the adherence to the statutes. Um, I think there's a realization that uh, the Zimbabwean um, elections uh, are far-reaching in terms of the region, the region security, uh, in terms of other countries, the sovereignty, uh, perhaps in case in point of Africa, uh, in terms of domestic politics. So uh, I, I would add that uh, in terms of enhancing the credibility of the electoral process itself. Uh, All right. Let me thank you both for your time um, and uh, really do appreciate it as uh, we really look at, uh, you know, the outcome of the election in Zimbabwe. A lot of talk about this one. We're still going to hear from the opposition. Are they going to be taking any steps? Of course, they've got seven days to contest this in the courts. But let me thank you for your time. Do appreciate it. That was uh, Teritzelane, Executive Chairperson of the Institute of Election Management Services in Africa, Dr. Tinash. Sitole, Visiting Research Fellow at the University of Johannesburg's Department of Politics and International Relations. We were hoping to speak to our correspondent on the ground in Zimbabwe, but lines to Zimbabwe are not going through at the moment. But thank you so much for listening. Do appreciate your time this morning. Have yourself a blessed, blessed Sunday. God bless. See you again next weekend. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.